For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. With your host, Andrew Donaldson, this is Herd Tell. Welcome back to Hurtel. Okay, fresh face, new topic. We don't talk a whole lot of sports, but sometimes it bleeds over into culture and politics. And boy, this short story sure did. Uh, he's a contributor at Ordinary-Times.com. Also writes a couple other places, writing about football and things like that. Good guy. Occasionally makes pizzas. Sometimes he even gets paid to do so. Good guy about food also. Uh, ben Sears, how are you, my friend? Doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Uh, thrilled to have you on. You're writing in Ordinary Times. Okay, let me just tee it up this way. So you have two of the five national championship holding coaches in college football basically going at each other in the media. This doesn't happen a whole lot, but when it does, this has been pretty spectacular. Turn the noise down for us. What's going on here? Because we have Nick Saban. Uh, we have Jimbo Fisher. Used to be buddies. Uh, they're from the same part of the country. There's a long history between these two fellers. Uh, but turn down the noise for us. What's actually going on here and what got it to the point that it's actually crossing over into regular media now? Well, the funny thing is that you say they used to be buddies. Um, back in LSU, and I can't remember if it was 2003 or 2004, but either way, they won a national championship together. Uh, Jimbo was the offensive coordinator for Saban, and they did quite well. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Jimbo's calling Saban a narcissist, telling him despicable, telling saying that everybody that he's ever worked with uh, would kind of back him up on this, and then there's and saying that there's a reason why he'd never work with him again. Uh, unfortunately, you can go to 2018, and you can see Jimbo waiting for an hour outside of the uh, the locker room for the national championship Alabama team to say what a great job. Saban did and to congratulate him. It, this is a weird situation. I've not seen, it, you don't want to say popcorn time, but I've not seen two guys go at each other like this. And Sankey, the, uh, the SEC commissioner, seems to have shut it down. Um, it was about to get better when Lane Kiffin was scheduled for the, uh, the Dan Patrick show. And you, you can only imagine where that would have gone. Because Lane Kiffin is one of the more interesting uh, uh, voices, <laughs> specifically because he doesn't say what he's supposed to say. One of the most interesting voices in college football. Um, and then on top of that, you have the, uh, the unaligned now uh, Steve Spurrier, who came in and said, basically, Saban didn't say anything that, that was untrue. Saban said, uh, Saban said specifically what happened. So you've got this weird situation where Jimbo Fisher, Fisher is having a very, very uh, bad reaction to people pointing out that what he did 
is what he did. And it was legal and it was fine. It's just not exactly the spirit of the law, but there, it, nobody's saying he broke any rules. Uh, he's saying that, uh, that Saban is accusing his players of breaking the rules, but my reading is that that's just not the case. Now, of course, we're talking about the ability of players to license themselves. This has completely changed uh, college sports because now there's a ton of money. The accusation, you took to it in your piece, NordNary-Times.com. The accusation has been as well. It's always been this way. Now it's just going to be out in the public and we're going to know who's paying who. You kind of detailed this article to the people who thinks the whole system's corrupt. I'll be honest. I'm one of them. Uh, we have the long running joke with our LSU friends of they ask what kind of season they're having. I was like, I don't know what's your salary cap this year. Um, this is this is stuff that's been going on for years. Let's just be adults here, especially in the SEC. Everybody accuses everybody. There's been some really ugly investigations uh, into the specifically SEC schools over the years. Um, we can go back further before yours and mine day, of course, you know, Southern Methodists and the death penalty and all that. We know there's a lot of ugly stuff in college athletics. We know money is the root of a lot of that ugly stuff. Is that the case, though? Is it just all corrupt and everybody's getting paid, or is the truth a little more nuanced than that? I just don't think it's as corrupt as people think. I'm not saying it's not corrupt. I, I, I do think that there's, yeah, there's money exchanging hands. There's, um, there's people enticing people to go to places where they otherwise wouldn't go to. But, um, you know, as I wrote in the, uh, in the Ordinary Times piece, imagine you're a college player who thinks you're going to be the greatest pro ever, and it just doesn't work out. What's your, what's your second option? And your second option to me would be to go to, uh, to sports broadcasting. So if you go to sports broadcasting, now it's you in competition with everybody else that ever put on a jock strap, and you need to uh, you, you need to separate yourself. So why, considering all of the busts in the history of college football, why hasn't there been just this overwhelming? Um, I don't know. Well, it should be waves of people sitting there and and busting the story, doing the great. Um, the great whistleblower and saying, this is what college football is. And we've had a couple small, but they were never backed up. Uh, this is, this is an amazing cover up if there, you know, if it doesn't exist. And so I, you know, I, I do kind of think that the idea that college football is corrupt is, is overblown. I'm not saying that there isn't, you know, there aren't dollars handed over under the table or the, uh, what do they call it? The hundred dollar handshake. At the end of the game, you, you you get a touchdown and somebody shakes your hand and then you walk away with an extra hundred. I'm not saying that's not happening, but um, I just don't think it's to the extent that it it, 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 it is expected to be. Ben Sears, uh, writer at Ordinary-Times.com, joining us, talking a little college football that's spilled out into a lot of other areas. Uh, you kind of answered your own question in your own piece here, though, because you said if there is corruption, you went to a uh, comparison that's probably a little harsh for college football, but I, some of these coaches, I wouldn't doubt they'd probably kill over it. Uh, you talked about organized crime, the Omerta, the Sicilians, uh, and we're not talking about the Princess Bride ones that just do logic games with cups of poison, although Saban probably would try that with certain people. You never know. Uh, you're talking about the Omerta. Would it have to be a code of silence thing? Now, I think the coaches probably have that that the coaches know, you know, everybody knows where the bodies are buried. That's a close-knit fraternity. Everybody knows each other. There's not that many of those guys at that level. 
but I kind of agree with you. I don't think you could keep all the staff quiet. I don't think you could keep all the players quiet, all the people at the the boosters. They're all, you know, they're all attention hungry people. I think the whole thing's corrupt, but I'm kind of, I want to hear you out on this because I agree with you. Like that's a lot of people to try to keep quiet about something, isn't it? Well, I think I, 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 Lane Kiffin said he, uh, he was speechless after what Jimbo Fisher said. Um, I, I don't know which way that works. Uh, does that mean that he was speechless because they have this code of silence or not? But, you know, I, I, I was, it was kind of tongue in cheek, but the whole idea of Omerta and this, this, this code of silence among criminals is that you never say anything, you never speak, but they back it up with actual force. Whereas there's, there's none of that in college football. So I, I, I would wonder if there is a, uh, such a a, a, a uh, culture of, of of not criminality, I guess, uh, but such a culture of rule breaking. Why hasn't it come out? It doesn't make sense to me. You've got uh, so Kiffin, Kiffin comes out and says he's he's speechless. Uh, I think the greatest interview that we'll never see was Kiffin booked for the Dan Patrick Show because. Kiffin wanted to speak the Saban versus Fisher, or Saban versus Fisher, uh, Fisher argument, and uh, Sankey, the SEC commissioner, shut that down. He 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 came in. Uh, he said this argument ends, and you know it's probably for the right. But um, I would have loved to have heard that. I just don't think that uh, that the Sicilian Omerta comes close to what we've got right now in the SEC org you know, college football period. We'll continue with our friend Ben Sears. More about this Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, college football and culture thing right after this. It's hard to tell continues. Uh, let me ask you this. We've been talking about Jimbo's comments. Let's talk about Nick Saban for just a second. There's been some criticism of his side here, of course, depending, and of course, let's, you know, again, let's be adults. Everybody's got a, their dogs in this fight because, you know, everybody loves Saban or hates Saban because he's the top guy for a long time now. He's got all the rings. Uh, part of the argument against Saban here is like, look, when you're that guy, you're the all-time winningest coach. You're the gold standard. You cannot go on TV and do stuff like that, irregardless of whether it's true or not, irregardless of the facts of the case. When you're that guy, you can't do this publicly. Uh, do you think that's a fair criticism? And to be fair here, you're an Alabama guy. But at the same time, uh, is there merit to that argument? I'm an absolute partisan, and there is definitely merit to that argument. Um, I think Saban just didn't consider what he was doing. But at the same time, I don't think – Saban was saying anything about Fisher or about Texas A&M or about Deion Sanders, because we forget that he was also included in this. Saban's got a habit of commenting to the press and saying things to people beyond them. When Saban's uh, upset that his his team is being told that they're the greatest thing the world's ever, ever seen, he goes to the press and he talks about rat poison and he talks about that. And the message not is not for the press. It's not for me. It's not for you. It's for his team. I think Saban 
went to uh, to the press and he said something in the sense that he was doing that. He said, look at what Fisher did, look at what Texas A&M did, look at what Deion Sanders has done at JSU. And I think he was speaking in a larger sense to the NCAA. He was saying, this is broken. This is a guy, and th this is another thing with Saban. He is he has repeatedly pointed out rule changes that he doesn't like. And people have said he's complaining because he's going to lose his tactical advantage or something like that. But instead, what's happened? I mean, you look at the uh, the the transfer portal. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Instead, what's happened is he's taken it to his advantage. He has repeatedly said, this is gonna alter college football. And a lot of people think that this was him complaining, but I think in a lot of ways, this was his warning. Uh, he, the transfer portal is the perfect example. You've got to see the offensive weapons that he uh, he got this year. He's got the uh, the number two running back in the nation, I believe. He's on hinge to get the number one wide receiver. He's got two wide receivers from in conference to add to his team. He's got a tight end that'll blow your mind. Um, I personally, like, like we said, I am a partisan. I kind of wish he would have paid attention to the offensive line, but you know, he's, he, he knows what he's doing better than I do, but, uh, he, he has consistently looked at rule changes and he has objected to them. And he has consistently be to been told that he's complaining. And then when the rule changes actually happen, he's demonstrated how they can be manipulated because I mean, it's, it's not his fault. Once you have a rule change, you have a rule change and he, he, he's going to play by the rules. You know, I, I, I feel like Saban um, looking at this with Fisher is screaming to the world, these collaborations, instead of taking uh, individual boosters, they're, they're kind of getting together, putting together a bunch of money. And then you come to a, a team, you have a base salary. You sign with the team, you have a base salary. Uh, you can still do the name, image, and likeness, but as Greg Sankey told um, Yahoo Finance, you know, so the SEC commissioner was talking to Yahoo Finance. He was looking specifically at um, just flat-out payments. They're not even doing ads. And uh, this is, that's paper thin because all they have to do is say, uh, you know, come spend five minutes at this car dealership and smile. Here's a picture. Now you've done an ad. And you can pay somebody whatever they want. You know, I, I, I think Saban was, again, giving out a warning because from what I've read, Alabama is putting together their collective. Yeah, and, and we saw this with USC too, which has been mopping the floor with people with the transfer portal, uh, which, you know, again, nothing against Oklahoma, but LA, Oklahoma, you, you know, it, college football, you've been writing about college football for a long time. The traditional powers are always, you know, the same traditional powers yeah. from the 60s and 70s pretty much are the traditional powers now with a few exceptions. You get an Oregon every once in a while where somebody just dumps a ton of money into them. But, you know, USC, Ohio State, Alabama, uh, yeah. you know, the, these are the traditional powers. And when you give 
the kids the option, which is what these are doing with the transfer portal and now the money on top of it. How much of this is just math of like, hey, the bigger the name of the school, the more money I'm going to make. Doesn't that just come down to a lot of this? Because we're seeing it with USC. We're seeing it with Miami starting to get good. I bet you Miami doesn't have any trouble getting kids in the transfer portal. You go and, and, I, and I'm look. I don't like Miami. I'm an old Big East guy. You know, I, I was I was at the game when Randy Shannon got hit with a trash can. I was standing 20 feet from it. Okay, like I don't. I'm just saying, and that was too far, by the way. I'm just saying, those are the power schools. If you're going to start giving kids choice, which is what the transfer portal does, and you start giving them money, which is what the NILs are doing, they're they're going to flock to those big-name schools anyway because that's where the money's always been. But it's been that way for 40, 50 years. Maybe we're overreacting a little bit, and this is just going to have to shake out a little bit. Well, my, my thought is, you say USC. I think I think a big part of USC's bump is coming from the fact that uh, that Riley quit at Oklahoma, and he went over to uh, to USC, and he took some players with him. And I think the expectation is that they're going to be great. Now they built on that. I, I think USC is going to be a giant in the next, next couple of years. But otherwise, yeah, all of the big schools are going to do well. But what was pointed out with this Texas A&M thing is that A&M has, uh, you know, f- forgive me half of Texas because you're going to hate me for this, but you're an eight and 14. You always have been. Uh, th- th- there are the occasional years where something's great. So how did you do this? How did you sign the number one recruiting class in the nation? How did you pull the two top recruits out of Tennessee where you've only pulled two recruits out of Tennessee in the history of your program? Uh, how did it, and this is, this is the most interesting. There's a defensive tackle, God, for, uh, I think his name is Nolan. Okay, so a defensive tackle, the number one recruit defensive recruit in the nation um is from from the memphis area uh i can't i can't remember if he was on the mississippi side but anyway it was the memphis area and suddenly his dad gets a job in knoxville and oh my gosh we all know he's gonna go to tennessee you know, college has a, 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 an awful underbelly, but we're, we're looking at it and we're seeing it. It's like, all right, probably can't prove it, but somebody pulled some levers and this is going to get this kid to sign from Tennessee and then he doesn't. So whatever it took to get this kid from Memphis to move 400 miles away with his family on the eve of his signing was not enough to keep him from signing with College Station at Texas A&M. And Texas A&M, you know, they were they were above board. It, this is this is why this Jimbo Fisher thing is so weird. They were above board. It looks like they spent about twenty five million dollars getting players to come there, and they say they didn't buy them. Um, I, my thought is, if I'm a if I was last year's class, I'm pissed off. Um, you know, I, I'm like that AT and T customer that says, "Well, why don't I get a free phone?" Because <laughs> because you're attracting new customers. And I, I don't get it, but I, I, I do think there's just all sorts of oddities with that class. There are about three or four other five stars that did it. And AM did not have many five stars in their history. And I think they got five or six this year. Yeah. What but, again, but again, the money, that's all allowed now. There's nothing illegal there. They're not cheating. And, and that's, that's the whole trick to this thing is because everybody's like, well, they paid them. 
And we're all kind of ingrained to be like, oh, you're not supposed to pay players, but this is all completely allowed now. And there's no, I think they're going to crack down after this year. I think they're going to start putting some bumper rails on this, like the bowling alley. Um, yeah. They're, they're going to have to. But right now it's the Wild West. They Jimbo didn't do anything wrong here. So it's kind of like, all right, Saban lost his mind. Jimbo lost his mind. But there's really no wrongdoing, at least letter of the law wise here. Well, see, but that's that's what is so weird about this to me is is Saban flat out said, um, you know, beforehand or we we didn't give anybody any guarantees beforehand. Uh, he says he says that Fisher did and Fisher went nuts. But according to the rules right now, why? Fisher was completely within the rules. And if you watch that, and did you watch? I don't know if you watched it. It's it's uh, it's yeah, a you can't miss it. It's that, everywhere. <laughs> Well, he's. He I mean, it's looks, not. I'm a man, Mike Gundy, but it's way, way up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the, I'm a man. See, oh, that's a great contrast because the I'm a man, Mike Gundy. Gundy, he was mad. He was angry. He went forward. Uh, I, I thought Fisher was defensive, and I don't understand why. He was. He, he could have just as easily come out and say, "You know what? That's right." And just moved on. I think it was because it was Saban. And it's just, if it was anybody but Saban, it probably wouldn't have cut that way. But that's that's my humble but accurate <laughs> opinion. I think Saban just took something that was about a three or a four and cranked it to nine. But that's just my <laughs> opinion. Uh, ben Sears joining us. Ordinary-times.com. He's wrote it. One of, one of my favorite titles we ever done, even though we don't usually don't want to do a niche title, but this one was too good. I let it go. Title is Wouldn't it be great if we could get drag Gene Stallings into this? You got to be somewhat Alabama proficient to know what that's about. Uh, go read it, ordinary times.com. My friend, real quick, tell people about what you do. You also do Poets Day every Friday, which is one of my favorite things we've started doing lately. Let people know where your social media is and also your other writing and maybe a little bit about your pizza making prowess, my friend. Uh, yeah, Poets Day is one of my favorite things. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, particular author out of scotland he's he's his name is ian rankin and he writes uh police procedural type things and his officers have something called uh poet's day which is piss off early tomorrow's saturday in other words they just get out of they get out of the office as early as they can so what i've done is uh, i've i've featured a poet but before i featured the poet i find a scam some way to, for you to trick your way out of the office or out of school or whatever it is um i just think it's fun it's stupid and, and silly and then i um sometimes i actually analyze the poem sometimes i just throw it out because it's a good poem and it doesn't need my it doesn't need me uh otherwise i've written about um food and wine at various places um show up at roll bama roll i used to be a regular there but i'm kind of backing off that right now just uh for no other reason than i did uh, 140 posts over there about food and wine and i kind of ran out of ideas uh there's a new guy over there and if, if i can plug him uh, the guy's name is bakhtian and he's fantastic um he'll be he'll be coming around next football season so yeah i'm writing here there and wherever i can it's fun yeah, Ben S Y S on the Twitter.com. It's right under him there on the lower third graphic. Can 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 I mention yeah. real quick on the S Y S? Yeah. M S Y S? because my youngest son just asked me about the that today. because uh, I've still got that. Years ago I had a website called Might Stain Your Shirt. 
and um, that's that's uh, MSYS. I was watching a James May special, and he was he hated a wine, and he was talking to uh, to the winemaker, and his friend said, "You know what? I know this winemaker. You can't say anything bad about this, even though you hate it." And he said, um, "So so when he was talking to the guy, he says, you know, this might not stain your shirt.' And it occurred to me that great things might stain your shirt, and uh, so." I lost that website because I stopped paying attention to it. And now it's some uh, Korean gambling site, <laughs> but MSYS. Good stuff, my friend. Uh, ben Sears, make sure you're reading his writing. Really clever, creative writing. Uh, he has a way with phrases like you got to read this. Uh, one of the comments on Twitter on this post about uh, Alabama and, and the Nick Saban thing was actually like, I don't know anything about sports, but the writing's so good. I still like this. So that's a pretty good compliment, my friend. Uh, ben Sears, thank you for the time today, sir. Appreciate it. Had a great time. Thank you. Thank you. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.